Thanks for tuning in to Big Money in the 805. I'm Michael Anderson, and today we have Jeffrey Lambert on the program. He's the Community Development Director with the City of Ventura. We have a roundtable discussion on rebuilding Ventura. We hope to make the next 30 minutes a very good investment of your time. Today's show is brought to you by GEICO Local Office. Car and homeowner's insurance for the 805. You can save up to 15%. To review your policies, call Greg Mock of GEICO Local Office, 805 487 7847. Michael Anderson is the CEO and Chief Investment Officer at Maranatha Financial. Due to industry regulations, he will not discuss any of Maranatha's investments on this program. All opinions expressed by participants on this program are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of Maranatha Financial or its affiliates. For more information, visit Maranatha.com. It's time for Big Money in the 805 with your host, Michael Anderson, bringing you a feature interview, a local nonprofit spotlight, and some financial wisdom. Get local and relevant information for the 805. For show notes and more information, go to maranatha.com. And now, here's your host, Michael Anderson. Discussion about rebuilding Ventura. We have Jeffrey Lambert with the city of Ventura. Brian Henson, president of Allen Construction, and Tyson Klein, a local architect. Now, as an outline for today's discussion, I want to hear about the debris removal, FEMA coming in, some of the insurance support, concerns and issues, challenges from the city's perspective, and I want to learn more about rebuilding the homes and how individual homeowners should best navigate this process. So we have a roundtable discussion that we'll kind of talk about that. Let's start our discussion with Jeffrey Lambert from the city of Ventura. Jeff, thanks for being here today. I really appreciate it. Sure, no problem, Mike. So this past week, I've heard conversations with people about the debris removal and about FEMA, also dealing with insurance. Can you give us just a general update on how the rebuild process is is moving along and progressing? Sure. The first step really is the debris removal. So then that's a two-step process. The first step of that phase one is the removal of a hazardous material. That's largely complete. Uh, that was done by the State Department of Toxic Substance Control, and that's done. They're now well into about a week into the phase two, which is the larger debris removal that's being done by Cal Recycle. Over 400 of our residents have signed up for that program, which is a great thing. Uh, we're about 80% of the homes lost have signed up for Cal Recycle, and so that's already underway. It's a nine-step process. It takes them a while to do that. They're, they have the ability to have as many as 40 different teams, strike teams, doing that debris removal, and they're out there doing it right now. They're very careful about keeping the debris down, not kicking up the dust, checking air quality, and they, they will actually take everything off the property that was remaining from the home, including the foundation, uh, and they will test the soil to make sure the soil is, is clean and ready for new construction. And that's going very well. well. That's a lot. That's good to hear that it's moving right along and that yeah. over 400 people have already signed up for that debris removal process. I think many people know that permitting, and, and it's a cumbersome process, but a lot of people don't understand all the details that go into that. What are some of the challenges and issues from the city's perspective as it comes to permitting and rebuilding? I think the biggest challenge will be most of these homeowners didn't plan on building a house. This is not something they signed up for, so they're really coming at this cold. For the city's perspective, we're really advising people to bring in your design professionals as quickly as possible. That's your architects, your contractors, your engineers. Get the people on your side, on your team that know the system. Don't try to learn it as you go. Be involved and be active, but have some professionals on your, on your side that are helping you sort of navigate through the city. That's going to be pretty critical as we go forward. The city actually has done a lot to 
try to create the sort of the how-to. In fact, tomorrow we'll be, we'll be posting on our website all kinds of how to go about the process, what to submit, what kind of details need to be in the plans, giving people some standard plans that they can use along with their other plans that are done by their design professionals, really helping people with a step-by-step process that will be posted on our website tomorrow. That will help a lot as well. Oh, that's great. Well, I saw the city council approve the $1 million of funds to add some staff and hopefully help to streamline the process a little bit with the rebuild. I think this is great. But let me let me try and phrase the question this way. I, I know that there are many codes and guidelines, and it's hard to interpret those sometimes. And, and sometimes we look at it, and there's the letter of the law, and then there's the spirit of the law. And some people have said the city of Ventura historically has been kind of strict with interpreting the codes to the letter of the law. But how do we make this rebuild process and the general permitting process as efficient as possible? What what needs to happen, and what does ideal look like? How, how good can we get it? Well, I... I- I'll start with ideal. Our process right now that we've guaranteed with the council's approval of the funding on Monday night is a 14-day turnaround time. So if somebody submits the level of detail that we've put in our checklist for submittal, we will have it back to them within 14 days. Normally, it takes us six to eight weeks. Not only will we have any comments back to them for corrections, but we'll do that in person. Set an appointment for submittal. We'll make sure you have a good submittal. When you're ready to look at corrections, we'll make an appointment with you so our plans examiner will meet with you and your professionals and go through any changes we have in your plans. We can make them right then and there and get you on the, on the process to construction. I think that's going to be critical. I think the council's funding really allows me to have a whole separate group of people working on the rebuild. So if you're a rebuild customer, you have a separate path of, of process um, and people that are dedicated just to you to help you through the process. Oh, that sounds good. That's great. And I think it is a very difficult challenge. It's good that you're on top of it. And I, I really always admire the work that you're doing and trying to do. And, you know, I think from some other people in the city, I've heard them talk about, well, we have projects that are already in process and they're concerned that maybe those projects are going to get stalled out or take longer. How do you navigate existing projects with now these new ones? That's exactly why I went to council for more money, so that we didn't have the rebuild people competing with the people already in the process. And a couple good examples of how we've been able to do that. Literally a week after the fire, we had design review committee and planning commission hearings that we couldn't even hold at City Hall because City Hall was in an evacuation area. We had to have those meetings at the County Board of Supervisors when the fire was still raging, just so that projects that were in the process could keep going. Mm -hmm. Um, And we we continue to do that. We issued permits for the Holiday Inn Express just last week. We continue to have a very high workload our building inspectors have over 100 inspections a day. They were doing that at the same time they were inspecting homes that were damaged by the fire. So we were able to, in that case, we brought in 12 uh, inspectors to help us really kind of keep track of that workload. So our plan right now is if you're in the process, we're going to keep you going. We're not going to be distracted uh, on your project. We want it to get through as well. I firmly believe the city will, the rebuild process is not really about just rebuilding what was damaged in the fire. It's building stuff so that people in the community see that we're actually making progress and moving forward. And that means the Holiday Inn, which was not damaged by the fire, under construction is is a message to the community that we're still allowing economic investment and building in our community. So it's important that all those projects still keep moving forward. And we continue to have groundbreakings and ribbon cuttings uh, with the Chamber of Commerce to really show how valuable all of that is. Let's go to Brian Henson. Brian's the president with Allen Construction. BuildAllen.com is their website. Let's talk about individuals. So individuals trying to navigate this process. It's now been six weeks since the fire. And I know you're talking with many people about how to help them make decisions right now. And I, I heard you share that it's important to understand your insurance, but it's also important to have an advocate that's working with you. Talk to us about that. 
Yeah, I mean, if you're a homeowner and you lost your home right now, you're just trying to get back to work, get your kids back in school, get settled on a place to live for the next 18 months while you go through the permitting, insurance settlement, and uh, rebuild process. The last thing uh, you can take on is a very difficult, challenging insurance negotiation. And so unless you're an attorney, an insurance expert or a construction expert, those estimates and those policies that you're getting from the insurance company are very difficult to understand. So the more that you can get someone to help you, someone who knows construction or knows law or knows insurance, the better and faster it's going to go. And how has it been working with the insurance adjusters? In what ways can these homeowners be advocating a little better for themselves? Yeah, so insurance adjusters, by and large, are good people that want to help, but they're overwhelmed and they have a really tough job. So they're trying to put together estimates based on very little information. I have not seen a single estimate come back that's accurate. It's not a black and white situation. It's a lot of gray, and it's a negotiation. It's not a one-and-done deal. And so people need help with that, and they're going to need to, to do that back and forth with the adjusters. Some people say it's important to build a team. Who should be on that team, and how does someone go about doing that? So um, as I was saying, the, without that construction ex- expertise, uh, you really need someone to help interpret those estimates. The estimates that the insurance companies are kicking back are 40 to 60-page very detailed, full of construction lingo, and you need an interpreter, really. And so, you know, there's a lot of local people that want to help. Many of us, I was evacuated. Many of the people, local architects and builders and engineers were evacuated. We all recognize it could have been our house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so there's a, everybody that I talk to, all the groups that have been involved in and the, uh, the effort that's going on from the local community and the professionals, everybody just wants to help. And so there's a group of people out there that are just waiting to get called to see how they can help. It's a great way to test out, to see if, you're, if you mesh with somebody, if you can rely on them, trust them, and they'll help you help homeowners through that process. And then that could be the team that builds. Most homeowners are underinsured or they're right at the line. It's a, Southern California is an expensive place to build. And uh, a lot of the policies are older and they haven't been updated the way they should have. And so rebuilding with the money that people have is going to be tough and you can't backtrack. And so you really need the team working together in the beginning, know what the goal is for the budget and, and start out trying to hit that goal. Just to know how much they're working with, right. and with the insurance and then anything yep. above the insurance to know how that process is going to exactly. look. Let's talk to Tyson. Tyson Klein is a local architect here in town. Tyson, talk to me about the professional community and how you guys have come together to give these people choices on who to work with. Yeah, thanks, Mike. I think you heard both from Brian and Jeff that um, there's a real need to lean on your professionals, your design professionals, your architecture builders. About a week and a half after the fire, the entire construction community here in, in Ventura County j- was just talking about this, like how do we get involved, how do we help? Basically, the reason I'm here today is just to tell you that there is a large group of professionals, whether they be architects, structural engineers, soils people, civil people that have, that have come together as a group. Uh, we had a couple of meetings now, and we really are trying to work towards becoming an advocate for the community and these homeowners at large. We've had meetings with the city, with the county, in terms of speaking for them because they don't know the questions they have to ask, so we're trying to do that now. We held a meeting last night for the Skyview neighborhood where we're, we're trying to not only give information but also ask what questions do you have so that then we can go back and generate that information then be able to go and disseminate that back out. We've got a meeting this evening, which is the 26th, um, for Ondolando at the uh, Church of the Foothills. And there's another one for the um, Clearpoint neighborhood on Saturday at 3 o'clock. 
at the Ventura Missionary Church. So the idea of those meetings is actually to get uh, people together and start talking about, about this stuff. We, we've been able to pull together a lot of different uh, professions. And so hopefully, as those questions come up, we can get them answered for them. When we're setting this up as an individual trying to navigate this process, and it is overwhelming, but if we're talking to a professional like an architect or a contractor, is that initial meeting free or does it cost to brainstorm? Are we paying you for your time? At what point are there fees and, and how does that work? We just had the jump in the money, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, what, what I will tell you is this group, and so we had a meeting, what, on the 19th of December, and there was about 160 people that showed up and those were all our design professionals and I, I can guarantee you that if you were to make get on the internet get on the phone and call three architects call three builders they're gonna talk to you mm -hmm. um, they basically have all pledged that so I think there's a lot of resources to go out and ask questions before you even engage I think the good ones will talk and and they'll give you you know ideas and and really what people need to know right now is the process what do you need to do now and the steps to get you know to the end and I think that's that's one of the key things that we're generating now is this kind of um, uh, flow chart uh, of ideas and I also want to mention that all this information is being gathered we will be doing these outreach events, but then we'll also be uploading this to places like um, thomasfirehelp.org. There's actually a, a rebuild page that we're going to be able to, they've allowed us to put information up, and we're also talking with the county's website as well. So all of these questions that we're getting answers for, we'll be able to put back out. The county's website, VenturaCountyRecovers.org. Um, can you talk to me just broadly about sure. that timeline? What does that process look like? Is it going to be three months? Is it going to be three years? Yeah. What, what, I mean, what does it really maybe look like? Well, I'm not the insurance expert, but we, knew, we do know there's kind of a 24-month period that we're working with here in terms of insurance getting back in your home. So people kind of need to be thinking in those terms. And what it really comes down to, and, and Jeff just talked about the, the removal process, which is underway now, homeowners should really start talking to their professionals, start reaching out. And what we're, what we're suggesting is they get recommendations, right? The, I'll say it, there are vultures you know, flying right now, and they're, they're here. So get a recommendation, talk to someone who you know, or talk to someone who you know who knows someone, right. and get that recommendation. And even if they don't do your project, have them review that contract or have them review that proposal. Um, like I said in the beginning, the, the professionals that have kind of banded together, they're, I, I guarantee you they're willing to do that for you now. Even if they don't build your project or help you with that project, they can be a resource. In terms of timeline, you should be putting together your, your, your team, whether it be your design professional, your architect. They will guide you in that process. A builder can be that, that person as well. You're a contractor, someone that understands the process that, that you don't as a homeowner. And then the other things fall into line, like, like soils testing and, and surveys, which the city will need. But I would, I would just suggest that you speak to your design professionals first so that you're making informed decisions, not just fast decisions. And everyone is freaking out. Um, we were receiving calls on Tuesday evening and Wednesday morning. Put us on your list. We need an architect. And what we're just trying to tell people is take a breath, um, make informed decisions, make the right decisions. It will get done. And once you get your team together, then you start building your schedule. Go ahead and jump in, Jeff. Uh, two things I wanted to say. One is I, I totally agree with, with what Brian and, and Tyson have said. I think the, the more organized people are at the beginning, 
uh, and the more prepared they are, the faster the process will be. Mm-hmm. The way we're thinking about this, because we just got the funding from the council, we'll be posting all, the, all of our helpful information on the website tomorrow, is the month of February is really going to be about the city and the design professionals really getting on the same page and making sure we're all saying the same things and advising these homeowners similarly. So we're going to be spending a lot of time together this month. And I think that I, I would suggest to homeowners, work with your design professionals. They're going to be able to help you figure out, interpret what the city's rules are and how it apply to your site. These are They seem like they're simple sites because they're all flat, but they're hillside sites. And the hillside regulations are complicated, and we need to work together on how to p- apply those. And I think the, one of the things the council did on Monday night is, is give people not only the, the right to rebuild, which they didn't have the right to rebuild. Our underlying code would not have allowed them to do that. But they've also said rebuild plus 10%. Mm-hmm. And that's really just an arbitrary number, but we want to give people a little bit of wiggle room. Mm-hmm. Get that get that house mm-hmm. you really want. And I think the more they spend the time really figuring that out with design professionals, the process will be so much faster, and they'll be in their house within 24 months if they do that. I really appreciate that. And, Jeff, what's the website you mentioned? Is that going to be the city's website? or? Yes, it's going to be cityventura.ca.gov backslash Thomas Fire Rebuild, and all that material will be up there uh, by the end of day tomorrow. So we're talking here with Jeff Lambert from the city of Ventura, also Tyson Klein, a local architect, and Brian Henson, a local contractor. Uh, For more information, you can go to the websites, venturacountyrecovers.org, also thomasfirehelp.org, and we will post the show notes on my website from this show with contact information and links to these sites. Uh, My website is marinantha.com, M-A-R-A-N-A-N-T-H-A.com. Jeff, Tyson, Brian, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. No problem. Thanks. Now it's time for the Nonprofit Spotlight with your host, Michael Anderson, on Big Money in the 805. Nonprofit Spotlight. Here is a local group we want you to know about. Nonprofit Spotlight. Today's Spotlight is brought to you by Era Energy, powered by safety, innovation, and community. We help keep California moving forward. Our guest today is Steve Dwyer, the Executive Director for Habitat for Humanity of Ventura County. Steve, thank you for being here today. Thanks very much. This is a great opportunity for us. So tell me about Habitat for Humanity here in Ventura County. Well, most people aren't aware that there's been a very active Habitat affiliate here in Ventura County for 25 years. And in fact, Ventura County was the very first Habitat for Humanity uh, organization in the state of California back in the 80s. Yeah. So in that time, we've built uh, 65 new affordable homes. We've provided over 120 critical home repairs for low-income homeowners in the last six years. And then we also operate two restores, which are retail establishments where individuals or companies donate goods to us, uh, mostly uh, construction materials or home furnishings. And we resell those to the public on a very discounted price basis. But the important thing is all of those proceeds then support our building operations. So it returns the funds to directly support those in need with good, safe, decent housing. That's wonderful. That's great. I, I really like hearing that. Now tell me about the program you guys have for low-income families, very hardworking, but need an affordable mortgage. How, do, how What program do you have for that category? Yeah, that's probably what Habitat is best known for, is that traditional developing and building of affordable homes. So here in Ventura County, we're currently working on six homes in Oxnard in the La Colonia neighborhood. Uh, We worked with the city of Oxnard to obtain the site, and the city granted us that land, which then allows us to certainly build affordably. 
and these homes will all be sold to families who were pre-qualified and went through a selection process because they need to basically uh, agree to three things. One is they agree to work with us throughout the building process. So every family who works with Habitat puts in a minimum of 500 hours of sweat equity building their own home or their home of their neighbors. The other thing they agree to do is to go through a series of homeowner education classes so that they are prepared to be successful financially uh, as a homeowner. And thirdly, we pre-qualify them such that they have steady, sustainable employment that they can then take an affordable mortgage for the home. Because of the support we receive from the city or the county of Ventura, usually in the form of land, but also in some cases with other subsidies so that we can reduce the cost. We also build with about 80% of the home value being built by volunteers. We will have over 2,000 volunteers on our, our site in Oxnard in 12 months between corporations, individuals, faith-based organizations, helping us build those homes. And they work right alongside the homeowner families. And this allows us to build and sell a home for roughly half the market price or appraised value of what that home would be if not for Habitat support. What a great concept and collaboration of coming together to make this happen. And Habitat for Humanity is a big organization. It's not just in Ventura County, but tell us more about the big organization of Habitat for Humanity. Uh, thanks for asking. Yes, you're absolutely right. We are what we refer to as the local affiliate of Habitat for Humanity International, which in the last uh, few years has actually been the single largest private home builder throughout the United States. Mm -hmm. So we may build four to six homes a year here in Ventura County, but throughout the United States, Habitat affiliates are building many thousands of homes to support uh, low-income uh, first-time homebuyers. But Habitat is also operating in around 60 countries throughout the world, and many people often see after some sort of natural disaster whether it's our own hurricanes and fires or typhoons out in the Philippines or in Tibet where there was a massive earthquake. Habitat is one of the organizations that then goes into these areas with a disaster response team to support the local population with housing needs. And how can the community get involved with the efforts at Habitat for Humanity? Really three ways. Uh, the first is volunteering. You can go on our site, habitatventura.org, and sign up to come out and help build. And whether you've ever picked up a hammer before, somebody can do something on a build site. The second is, of course, uh, we have many thousands of individuals and organizations here who support us financially. And we are the only organization here in Ventura County working to provide that combination of affordable ownership for a family, to provide them that stability the opportunity to build a little bit of wealth through home ownership, although there are many restrictions uh, with our affordable uh, structure. And so many people choose to support us financially so that we can build faster and support more families. Uh, and, and the third is advocate for us. Generally, not just for Habitat, but understand the need for affordable housing in our area because it impacts all of us. It impacts the general economy if we can't have our college-educated or workforce in the county be able to live here. I often give the example, I have two college-educated kids myself, they both live in Texas. Mm. And a key reason for that is because the cost of housing for a young person, a young professional, to get started in this area is very diff difficult. And so we need housing for 
the, the farm worker. We need housing for the young family who wants to build a life here. And in fact, we also need, uh, additionally, we also need more and more housing for the senior who may be of low income as well. So it really does span the full demographic spectrum. Our guest today is Steve Dwyer, the Executive Director for Habitat for Humanity here in Ventura County. You can visit their website, habitatventura.org. Steve, thank you very much. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Hi, this is Michael Anderson, Certified Financial Planner. I've dedicated the past 12 years to researching different investment ideas. There are no guarantees when investing, but with a little help, you can find the right approach. I have built AllocationLink.com specifically for you. AllocationLink.com is investment management made simple, smart, and low cost. AllocationLink.com can have your account set up in less than 10 minutes. You don't need to have a million dollars. You don't need to have $100,000. You can get started with as little as $250 today. The secret to investing is regular contributions and giving it time to grow. Please check out my website online. I think it will be a great resource for you. AllocationLink.com is investment management that is smart, low cost, and automatic. Please visit AllocationLink.com to learn more. Or you can leave me a message at 805-665-3767. You're tuned in to Big Money in the 805 with Michael Anderson. Now it's time for Michael to go to the mailbag and answer some questions from listeners. Mailbag, we answer your questions from listeners about money and financial matters. Brought to you by Spanish Hills Country Club. Taste the elegance. Golf, athletic, and social memberships. Visit SpanishHillsCC.com or call Cindy, 805-388-5000. Robert from Oxnard says and asks, My wife is not interested in anything financial. I handle everything. What happens if I die before she does? Oh, Robert, that's a very good question. It's something that is so important because if you're handling all the financial stuff and something happens to you, well, your wife will be vulnerable. She'll be very vulnerable to talking to someone that might not do very good with the work of your financial situation and keep on the path that you are going for the household. So it's important to either do one of two things. Either one, get her more involved so she knows enough to understand the situation if you, you know, predecease her or find a local advisor you can connect with to know your situation well enough that if you were to pass away, he can help her and and your path is already going. So it's a difficult conversation, a difficult thought to even consider, but that's part of the process of taking care of your financial situation and hopefully having someone locally you can work with. So that's the only question for today. If you have a question for the mailbag, submit it online. Go to marinantha.com. Well, that does it for our show today. Thanks for tuning in to Big Money in the 805. Check us out on Facebook and iTunes. And if you're liking the show, please give us a good review. Special thanks to Jeff Lambert, Tyson Klein, Brian Henson, and Steve Dwyer, and also our sponsors, Greg Mock from Geico Local Office and Dan Boyd from Boyd Security. If you have questions about the show or questions about your financial matters, you can always contact me online at marinantha.com, M-A-R-A-N-A-N-T-H-A.com, or leave a message on my answering service, 805-665-3767. Have a great week and join us again next time. Do you ever question if your investments are right for you? Do you own any annuities, retirement accounts, or have other money you want help with? Have you ever wondered what your advisor is making or how they get paid? 
Get a free second opinion. Talk with Michael Anderson, certified financial planner. Call his answering service today, 805-665-3767. Leave a message and get a call back immediately. 805-665-3767 or visit him online, maranatha.com. M-A-R-A-N-A-N-T-H-A.com. Michael Anderson is local and fiduciary. No commissions, no gimmicks. Call and leave a message today. 805-665-3767.